verse of the week edition is from Matthew chapter 13 and verse 30. It's going to be very different because last Sunday morning I preached on this subject. And so I have decided the best way to address this is to reduce the sermon down to one point. I hope you enjoy. It's just a little longer than normal, but I pray it will be a blessing to you. Verse number 30 of Matthew chapter 13. Verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles. You got to be who. You got to be careful what bundle you get into, folks. Bind them together in bundles and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. In the case of the parable of the wheat and tares, the typology is clearly stated in this chapter by Jesus Christ. Beginning at verse 37, reading through verse 43. Jesus tells what these different things symbolize. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered, and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. That's judgment. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom. Son of Man would be Jesus Christ. All things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. See, really in our current life and in our current world, in fact, the world since the Garden of Eden, Life itself has been consisted of the coexistence of good and evil. Jesus explained it here. The Son of Man sowed good seed for wheat. But when the laborers were asleep in the night, the enemy came and sowed tares in the midst of the wheat throughout the wheat field. And the master, the the Lord of the harvest, the son of man, who planted the wheat, not the tares, determined that they would both grow together, lest that any good would be destroyed with the bad. Today, the very fact that we live in a world that is wicked, a a world that seems to be growing more godless, A world who has lost faith in the Almighty. In fact, denounces their faith openly. 
A world that has turned their back on virtue and goodness and all the wonderful attributes that have made his kingdom such a contrast to the world that we live in. They are, the tares are growing. They are growing more wicked. The Bible said evil men would wax worse and worse. It is growing together. Growing together. It's always been this way. It's always since the Garden of Eden and everything that God made and you can look right there in the first chapter of Genesis. The Bible says God saw that it was good and when He made man, He saw that it was very good and it was good but even in the midst of the paradise of the Garden of Eden, Satan slithered his way in and put a serpent in the garden that would tempt Eve. In the midst of all the good, the enemy came and sowed evil in all the good things that God had made. And man sinned. And man was removed from the garden. The ground was cursed. The woman was cursed. And the man was cursed. Because evil invaded a good field. Now since that time, whenever there is, seems to be an Abel who will offer an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord, there's always at least one Cain whose heart is not right with God and turns his back upon God. His offering is refused and his heart is filled with hatred. It's just been the course of this world. But even in a wonderful godly environment, Satan is a way of sneaking in and sowing tares, even in the homes, and corrupting the good things that God has tried to do. In fact, his motive is to undo the goodness of God. The effect of God in our lives, he wants to make it of no effect. But I'm here to tell you today that in the end, it still doesn't matter. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall never pass away. And in the end, the devil's going to be caught in, cast into that lake which burneth with fire. Praise God, by the little finger of one of God's angels. He will be weakened and defeated, and the end is in our favor. But today, we coexist with ungodliness, evil, and foolishness in our world. I just want you to know all through our life there will be false doctrines. The Bible says there's seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And we have a tempter. And we have an accuser. If you're looking for comfort here, I can't give you a whole lot of comfort. In the current day, in the current circumstance, if you're only living for the moment, you might be disappointed. Even living for God and doing what's right. 
Today, what I preach to you, and when I look at this parable, it's really not about the condition of our world that we live in today. We're well aware that there are wheat and tares. And first of all, let's not overlook the wheat just because there are tares. There is still wheat. There is still a harvest for the Son of Man. The wheat, the tares never took away the validity of the seed that the Lord sowed. There's still a harvest. There's, there's still wheat in the field. But in this parable, Jesus said that the one who planted the wheat would not destroy the tares. And it would take him to do it. Because he was afraid that he would destroy some wheat with the tares. And I think about that today and I realize that that speaks of the mercy of God. That speaks of God's grace because there was a day where we were all lost and we were all sinners. And we're, we're talking about regeneration. We're talking about being made new creatures. We're talking about here how that, that God through his redemption plan can literally take the tear and make it into wheat. And so today the reason why he doesn't destroy the wicked is because he might potentially destroy someone who would repent. Who would give their heart to the Lord. It doesn't matter how deep in sin somebody is. If they'll repent of their sins. If they'll be baptized in his name. If they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He can take the tear and make a weed out of them. He can change. He can. All things are passed away. All things are made new again. We're talking about the power of the gospel. We're talking about the reason that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I don't care how deep in sin I want you to know. If somebody's breathing, they can be saved. And if that wasn't true, you wouldn't be here today. If he decided to suddenly and destroy the, the wheat, uh, to take, try to get the tares out of the wheat, he might have ripped you up and never given you an opportunity, hallelujah, to be a part of his harvest. Our song is the song entitled, I Love Him, by Stephen C. Foster. The verse says, gone from my heart, the world with all its charm. Gone are my sins and all that would alarm. Gone evermore, and by his grace I know, the precious blood of Jesus cleanses white as snow. I love him. I love him. Because he first loved me and purchased my salvation on Mount Calvary. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, today, I thank you for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, of what the truth of the parable of the wheat and tares reveals about you. You are a God who delights in mercy. You do not want to destroy the potential of goodness, of a harvest of wheat, to rid yourselves of the tares that have been sown in the world. 
First, I thank you, Lord, that you loved us and gave yourself for us. And you gave us an opportunity to repent of our sins and accept your salvation through obedience of water baptism and receiving your precious spirit. I pray today, Lord, that you'll keep us in this time, that, Lord, we will not yield to temptation nor to the pressures of the world, but we will continue steadfastly in the faith and live holy, righteously, and godly in this present world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.